And welcome back to the FCS Football Podcast presented to you by the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Joe DeLeon joined by Sean Anderson and we are giving you the best FCS football show out there. Also the most entertaining one and I would argue the most consistent one because we actually put out two shows every week even when it is the offseason. And we are giving you exactly what we promised. That being a discussion about signing day for FCS football programs. But before we get to that, Sean, we actually had some pretty entertaining football happening in the second week of March. Who would have thought we would be having a league that looks good and is interesting and not a complete dumpster fire with the XFL? And that was what, what was that noise you just gave me? Oh, hey, Joe. Oh, were you talking about the XFL? Yeah, sorry, I was. Are you, are you really that off on the XFL? Off. I'm sorry. I hate you so much. I get excited about something and you just have to. <laughs> I hate you. I I hope you know that. It was fine. It XFL was, was fine. It was harmless. It was like a Ritz cracker. You know? That's your description of it? I just need something to be paired with it for me to be, like, really there. Like, once, you know, I'd say four years is a nice slice of cheese on it, and then some more electric players is like a nice piece of meat on it, and then you got yourself a nice little meal on the on the Ritz cracker. Well, well, that's what I'm looking for. Right you, now, it's just a, it's, now it's just a Ritz, Joe, that, it, just for me. If you were a real fan of FCS football, you'd be appreciating the fact that there's so many FCS players, and that's why it is worth too many tuning to in count. and watching. Eh, too many to count. That's true. It's, there's a ton of guys, though. It's crazy. Like, every other, every other player that you're listing, like Greg Olson or whoever was doing color for some of these other games, they would bring up, say, like, this person's from Towson. This one, this person's from McNeese State. It's it's crazy the amount of guys that are on these rosters that are FCS guys. It's almost as if it's a, an extension of the FCS, if you will, because it's all those guys that were on the preseason rosters, undrafted free agents, but didn't, didn't fully make it. Um, all four players getting the opportunity to showcase themselves after college like that. And if the NFL and if the NFL can see it as like a legitimate league where they could pick from, then more FCS guys will have opportunities to to go play in in the in the big league, and that's why I'm happy about it. But other than that, I'm just it's just kind of football for me, you know. It's just there. Well, you're you don't actually like football, so I'll keep watching it, and you'll occasionally tune in. Does that sound about you right? Want to play the name game? You want to play the name game? <laughs> Who can name more players? The other person doesn't. No, that'll, we're not. That'll we're get not doing that. <laughs> okay, we're not thank doing. you. So before we get to discussing signing day for FCS programs, there was some pretty big news that broke during the week, and I tweeted it out and retweeted in reaction to this news. If you follow me on social media, that account is at Joe DeLeon. Don't follow Sean. Uh, just kidding. Uh, Sean Anderson 65. But this big news that hit is that NCAA and T, a powerhouse program that it is an HBCU that was playing in this uh, in the postseason bowl game for their programs pretty much every other year or every year NCAA and T is moving out of their conference into the big south which is a huge deal considering how good of a program they are there's always been those conversations of saying NCAA and T is so good they you know they produce NFL guys here and there a guy like Tariq Cohen with the Chicago Bears, when are they going to start to progress and actually compete in the playoffs? And now they're in a position to do that, moving into the Big South with some relatively competitive teams in that conference, like Monmouth, Kennesaw State, Charleston Southern, Campbell. 
a ton of teams in this in this conference that they're now going to be competing with, not only giving them a different level of competition in addition to recruiting, but the flip side of it is adding an, a, an even more competitive team that, that all of these teams have to face. NCANT also home of Jordan McGrigg. Is that it? Former Mount Vernon major. Okay, that was... Is he on the team? Uh, he was at one point. Oh, that was all you had to throw in there was... Yeah, was I just that. wanted to shout out my boy. Okay, well, do you have anything else to say about the their move yeah, to the Big South? Uh, Masseroni and Blythe, watch out, because here comes a team that's going to win the Big South next year. Yeah, some serious competition now NCAA for... NCAA is going to win the, Ace, uh, the, the Big South. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. And when, when, once we do that conference preview, I'm sure both of us will be picking them. I hope they do. <laughs> Why? Just to cause uh, cause some trouble for uh, our, our good friends? Just to them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hopefully, hey, I'm all for it. Extra competition. So today's show, the way that we're going to be doing it is discussing the big name recruits that are signing and going to FCS programs, a number of which had big offers, some of them being power five offers, guys that are rated as three-star recruits on various websites. And we actually have one guy that was rated as a four-star recruit on one website. So a ton of huge players that we're going to be discussing here. We did not give a list of any transfers and I would just like to preface this with saying that if we do miss anyone that you think should have been on there, just let us know. We'll, t- we'll take a look at them. We'll address them next show. Um, just for the, the, the reason that if anyone that, that follows FCS recruiting can attest to this, that it is not easy to track down and find where all these guys are going because there's less coverage for it. It's not like the FBS level. So we tried to do our due diligence. We scoured Twitter and the various uh, recruiting websites to get as much information as we could. The first guy that is on our list, and we'll start by saying there's no bias here, despite him going to the University of Rhode Island, but he was a huge get for their program as their recruiting ramped up this past signing day especially from having three guys going to the combine. This first player, Zion Jackson, wide receiver. He's six foot one, 185, and he was a three-star recruit on 24-7 sports. He had offers from Syracuse, Maryland, Marshall, FIU, Liberty, Kentucky, Cincinnati, Nebraska, and UNC. Sean, when you were watching him, what, what were some of the things that really stood out to you? I, I need you to start this one because it, did you read my point? Uh, I see them now, but I will start. I think he's a, a very lean receiver. He, he's on not tall, but taller. He's not a short, stout, slot-type receiver. He's got good hands, decent body control. I think he, he runs a very good go-route. A lot of the things on his on his huddle were him running go-routes. He's was doing a good job of beating these high school corners, but you know how, how much does that really translate? But still, good speed. He showed that he had that breakaway speed. And additionally, it's not that hard to run a streak. It's obviously probably the most simple route in the route tree, but he does it well. That seems to be his go-to, and URI is going to be using that as a staple once he is eligible and they start using and, and, and implementing him into the offense. I think, though, that the one thing is he could improve on his cuts and his footwork. He looked a little slow coming out of breaks. There was one play, I remember watching him uh, running in, and it just... It didn't look that fluid. Understandably, he's a high schooler. That stuff's going to speed up, but I think that's definitely one thing he uh, he he should work on. But besides that, very good athlete. Yeah, um, he's fine. 
Uh, and we've been spoiled, Joe, for four years watching two NFL wide receivers. So I can't say I'm completely sold yet on any wide receivers unless I see them reminiscent of Aaron or Isaiah. And sure, maybe that's just my perspective and other people that are seeing this this kid and he's getting recruited to URI, which is great for the program. And he's had all these other big offers and they cho- he chose the, you know, they ch- he chose URI, which I'm happy for. But it's just I didn't see much that necessarily reminded me of those two. But maybe he's going to be his own receiver and he's going to develop into a really good re- receiver. And I hope he does. Yeah, he has the talent, and he could very well get himself there. I don't, I don't blame you for saying that you think he's he's nothing special. And I think one thing too here, though, oh, Sean. I didn't say that. Okay, well, you're hinting at that he's fine. He's not. He's fine. He's a good receiver. He's a good receiver. But you know, these guys are still developing. They're FC. They're going to be FCS players. They're going to take a little bit longer to really hit that full stride. And I, but I do agree with you. We were spoiled in watching two of the most talented receivers that we're probably going to be uh, in that close of physical contact with in our lives. The, the, Isaiah Coulter and Aaron Parker were contributors. I include and, Amir in that. Yeah, and but I was going to say Amir too. But the, the both of them contributed as true freshmen. Isaiah Coulter scored a touchdown on his first play. Uh, I think Jackson's going to be a year away, and he's going to need a red shirt and put on some weight because that 185 is generous. Do you, do, do you agree with me on that? He he needs yeah. to get heavier. Yeah, everyone does. Everyone does. Yeah, I thought I was I thought I was huge coming into into college, and then <laughs> it's just I'm like, wow, I'm nowhere near it. I didn't think I was huge. I just I thought I was you, fat. I said, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our next guy, and this is somebody that Sean also <laughs> disagreed with me on. Uh, defensive line Jaquarius Gwynn, who is going to Western Carolina, six foot three, two hundred and seventy pound defensive lineman he also was listed as a tight end I, I doubt they'll be using him as a tight end but that's a big ass tight end to be going up against two-star recruit played tight end in college I uh, yeah oh I, I do or recall was it that. high school was um, it high school or college I think he was originally we're definitely I think wrong he was, a, a, he was a originally a tight end yeah and then at yeah. the U they said we're gonna put your hand in the dirt yeah I think I believe yeah. you are right um but that's hey, that, great NFL life uh well thank you for that um <laughs> That level of athleticism, <laughs> I hate it when you do stuff like that. That level of athleticism is going to translate because it, it, it's a huge benefit of, of playing a skill position like that and being a tight end and having that strength and versatility. But he had offers from UNC Charlotte, ECU, UCF. His biggest was Tennessee, Georgia Southern, and Liberty, but ended up going to Western Carolina. I, I got to say, originally from watching his huddle, he's got to chill out with the graphics. Uh he was a little bit overboard. Am I wrong? He, Are he you was just going jealous cra- that you didn't have cool graphics to put behind you snapping the ball? Uh, well, Huddle didn't have those back when we, we did. I know. But I think, I thought I it think was you're a little ver- envious. It was verbose. It was obnoxious. It, it, looked like a, <laughs> it looked like I was watching a kid that was like, oh, I want to try this one. I want to try that one. <laughs> I think that you wish you could have used those graphics, Joe. I, that's, that's definitely not the case. <laughs> I, I don't know why you weren't as hooked on this kid as I was because I thought he was really fun to watch. Now, I understand some of the things that qualms that you might have with him, but he was bullying high school linemen, which are, in most cases, very undersized, and he was having fun doing it. just tossing kids, and whenever he got near a quarterback, he was throwing people. He was being aggressive. He was trying to put their ass in the dirt. He was being ferocious as 
a, 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 a tackler and, and, and finishing a play. And I think that that is a, a good trait to have. He needs to be cleaned up in a lot of things, but if he's going to hit you, you got to be ready because he's going to he's going to try and try and completely toss you into the dirt if he can. I saw a lot more tossing than I did hitting personally. Okay, which is something that stands out to me very much because anybody can toss. You know, a, a hit. You watch Brandon Janetti's highlight tape. His first is an absolute hit that you might see in a movie. I mean, level the guy. Uh, is body comp, um, Gwyn's body composition, I think that needs to improve sooner rather than later. Uh, I know that's something that NFL scouts tell these really strong FCS guys, uh, that still that their body composition isn't at that next, next level. So I think even for the college level, Gwyn, or Gwyn, or uh, Gwyn's. I think Gwyn. Yeah, I think his body composition needs to improve, and he's got the whole summer to do it. Um, hopefully he doesn't pull a Derek Allen. Uh, he plays a little <laughs> bit high. <laughs> uh, he has a high motor, though, which I really like. He doesn't quit on a play. He, he finishes the plays, the ones that I've seen. Until that quarterback's released the ball or until that running running back's out of, the, out of bounds or they've scored or anything like that, I mean, he's following the ball, which is something that really sticks out to coaches because you could see somebody – uh, put their lineman on the ground and the ball's running away from them. They just stop and they look over the lineman. Whereas this guy, he's still running after the ball, which is a really good thing that I saw. I just think he needs to work on his pad level, and I just think he needs to pad level really. I, I do see what you're saying about the the whole tossing thing, and it, it, it's a bit undisciplined if you're doing that. But you have to admit it is a positive sign to see that level of aggressiveness and wanting to make that big play and throw somebody into the ground. You can coach that out of someone. Right, it's not like he doesn't have a good first step, or he's he's uh, he's slow, or he's undersized. He has the size. Right. He's definitely not undersized, and he has the aggressiveness. I think he just needs to get a little bit more calmed down and, and reeled in by his defensive line coach, and, and and kind of figure out. All right, you wanted to be undisciplined. We're going to put you in the in the mold of what is more disciplined. I, and he's another guy that is is probably uh, needs to redshirt. I agree. Our next guy, another defensive lineman, and again, this is not because we're off the URI bias. This is strictly because they hold in two very, very talented players that were top FCS guys. Wesley Neal, defensive lineman, six foot one, three ten. He was a three-star recruit on twenty four seven, but was a four-star recruit on Rivals. And understandably, you could argue the whole, oh, how valid are those ratings? Sometimes they change. Yes, that does happen, but still, a guy that was at least at one point rated as a four-star is a huge get for any FCS program, which really doesn't happen a lot, especially for Rhode Island. Offers that he had West Virginia, Virginia, UTSA, Tulane, Toledo, Tennessee, Syracuse, Southern Miss, USF, Rutgers, Pitt, Ohio, Michigan, Miami, Maryland, Marshall, Louisville, Kentucky, Kansas State, Indiana, FSU, FIU, Buffalo, and Boston College. So I, I, tons of Power 5 and Group 5 teams were really interested in this kid. Um, and I think it was for good reason. He's short, but he seemed very stout and strong. He's got to be strong. And he must have been a dominant kid at camp. Um, he has to have had explosive hips and strong hands. I didn't see any film on him. Uh, but just from those offers, I mean, he's got to be have a very, very strong lower body and upper body. And he's got to be very, very fast twitch from what I've seen. These big schools, these massive schools, don't offer a defensive lineman unless they are an extraordinary athlete uh, that goes along with their size. And these players are, are rare if they're getting this, these many offers at that height and weight. 
and he could really cause some problems. And understandably, he's not that tall. And I think that the URI defensive line needs an, eje- an injection of youth because they are losing players, specifically Brandon Gennetti, who is out of eligibility, and he's trying to make that transition to fullback uh, in an attempt to make the NFL. They're losing a guy that started for four years, and he could very well step right in and play because of how talented he is. Understandably, if he does sit the one year in redshirt, I think that also would be very beneficial for him in in giving him a little bit of extra time. I agree. Now, Joe, I do have some breaking news. Oh, you have more breaking news. Yes, breaking news. The Lawnmower 3.0 launch. And Joe, listen to this here. Listen how clever this is. This important PSA, which stands for Pubic Service Announcement, is brought to you by Manscaped.com and their brand new trimmer. Best on the market third generation Lawnmower 3.0 Manscaping Trimmer is now available for purchase. The leading cutting-edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents is here for you. Folks, I had to, I guess I'm going to use their terms, manscape the other day. I hated it. I hated it. I wish I had just nut up and got a lawnmower. I couldn't stand it. I'm sitting here thinking, I advertise this on my show. Why haven't I gotten one for myself? I'm making a change. By the next time that I perform this act... I will have one, and I will have a full review for you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BLEAVE at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com, and use code BLEAV. And as always, your balls will thank you. Thank you for that, Sean. Our next player, Courtney Eubanks, going to North Dakota State. As you could probably guess, they always haul in any big recruits that they want to Steel also they do I don't I didn't see if they had any transfers. JMU is below was a little bit more hunting down getting big uh, transfer players from the FC, uh, FBS programs. But Eubanks five foot ten one seventy a little bit on the smaller size. That's the kind of mold that you're looking at for somebody who's probably more of a slot receiver. He was a two star recruit on rivals, and he had offers from Colorado State, FIU, Nebraska, Wake Forest, FAU, USF. Cincinnati and Rutgers so when I was looking at him Sean he is noticeably very very fast he's on the lighter side but he didn't really look like he was 170 which is promising yeah not very heavy it was however very hard to take down and you do see that in these high school games when they're facing some crappy opponents and these kids don't know how to tackle but I think that looks good if he's 170 and and he's got that leg drive to keep people from taking him down hey there was one play I I don't know if you remember it Sean where he returned a kick yeah and he trucked the hell out of a a kicker like he shoved the kid into the ground with one arm it was it was a sight to see it was a I I don't know where that kicker is going to play or if he's still (laughs) trying to play but that will definitely haunt him for the rest of his uh, his career Joe when I was watching him, I didn't even look at his size before clicking the tape. I thought he was like six foot one ninety. Yeah, it, exactly. it baffles me that he's five ten one seventy. So he plays bigger than his size. He plays bigger than a slot receiver, and I really liked him. Uh, is nothing truly exceptional? It's not like he's a four two kid or he can jump out the gym, but he's an all around good wide receiver. He could easily play year one, and I believe this for North Dakota State that he can be in there and he could play for him by sophomore year. He could be the North Dakota State primary receiver. I, I I actually really really like this kid's film. 
really good burst after touching the ball is one thing that I saw. Uh, he just cut it upfield as soon as he got it, or whenever he touched it, it was immediate five yards. And it, that's I just really liked his tape. It, it showed a lot of good signs for North Dakota State. He also really fits that mold for the Bison when they try to bring in receivers. They understandably at times don't throw the ball as much, especially this past year. They were yeah. very reliant on Trey Lance's legs and the, and the running game with Ty Brooks and all the, the, the whole collective rushing unit. But whenever they did throw the ball, they have these fast, speedy, shifty, touchdown in one play type of splash players. And I think that he, he fit that mold. He's very quick, got good feet. He can take a uh, take a pass, the, a simple slant route or a drag to the house if he has the space to do it. So I completely agree with you. I really liked him. I'm very surprised he was only a two star recruit and that he didn't have more offers. Has to be the size. Great. Yeah. Next guy we have on here, defensive lineman Jaden Bost, Eastern Kentucky, commit six foot one, two thirty seven on the smaller side. Uh, he was listed as a, a defensive end, but he was a three star recruit on twenty four seven. His offers included Boston College, FIU, Indiana, Maryland, Ole Miss, Rutgers, Temple, and University of Southern California. Uh, as far as his traits, though, I, I thought that he had pretty good drive off the ball. Again, not a huge guy. He's going to be playing defensive uh, end if he can put on more weight, or they probably might end up transitioning him to more of a outside linebacker with that type of size, a, a hand in the dirt or a, a you know a three four rushing guy that that comes off the edge because that's not a huge size for a defensive end. But I thought good drive. He did a good job of disengaging offensive linemen. Um, and, and maintain yeah. pretty good uh, leverage if he's getting driven off the ball. Yeah, he also, what I saw from him was he was long. Like he played, his body looked longer than six foot one. And he played with very good leverage. And uh, you can attribute that to his height or whatever you want, but you can't fake knee bend and you can't fake uh, where his helmet's placed. And it was always underneath that offensive lineman's helmet. Uh, really athletic lower body. And what I, what what I see with this kid is, how hard he works in college is going to determine how good he is because he, he's got a ton of potential right now. And you might say 237 is pretty light, but I mean, 8 pounds, he's sitting at 245. 10 pounds, he's sitting almost 250. And it, it, if he can get a little more slippery and if he can maintain that leverage in college, I say this guy's a really good signee. Yeah, it just needs to really pack on that weight because yep. six foot one again, not great height, but – um, I think somebody that would that had a very good early on career, but uh, that had to recover from an injury and will have one more year that we saw at URI that kind of fits that size mold was was LB Mack, who I would say is about six one and was probably around the two forty range. I'd say even AJ Bebo when he first came in. Ah, uh, Bebo's taller than six one though, no, barely. He's like six two, six three. I don't think he's that. Uh, Mr. I'm taller than everyone, so they're really short. Okay. Okay, Mr. I'm shorter than everyone. I can measure them better. Yeah, I, that's what I thought. <laughs> I, yes, I can. I, I, I you don't can't know. measure them better than me. I, I find that hard to believe. How? You look up. You don't see the top of their heads, whereas I do. Yeah, but I, I've looked up at enough people that I know who's significantly taller than <clears throat> me. And 
and yes, our our next player. That's actually, pretty good rationale. <laughs> <laughs> told, yes. I could see this deep into your nostrils, <laughs> or, or oh, I can't really see into them. <laughs> Is it just the boogers? If you can see a booger, then they're definitely taller than you. Or if you can't, yeah. you're like ah, they're within a couple inches. It's it's how easily I can hear them from a certain distance. So if like it's really hard to hear, like I, I it's hard to hear you at times because you're so much taller than me. Yeah. So it's like you know, it's like trying to talk to a a, a lamp post. <laughs> that, that's the only good example all right our next player is offensive lineman trey richburg who's going to eastern tennessee state university etsu six foot three 285 pounds he had offers from western kentucky marshall kent state illinois and appalachian state uh when i was watching him uh, the one thing that i really saw from him he's a big strong lineman I think he could have maintained some better leverage. It seemed like he was he was getting pretty high on on some of his blocks. I don't know if you disagree with me or not on that, but that, I feel like that's a relatively typical thing to see with high school linemen. Um, for me, when I was watching this guy, I immediately noticed how great, and I'm I'm mean it when I say great vertical speed that he has. He is exceptionally fast up the field for a lineman. That said. His lateral speed, it, it needs to drastically increase in the next year or else he could be a liability on the line. Coaches are going to help him with his hips and not opening them so much, and they'll, he needs to work on his core and his full body, full body strength to improve his lateral movement because without that, you're not going to do anything in college. I mean, his burst is fantastic. He'll get up to that second level in college. He'll get out into space and be a force in college. But come third down and you got a, a shifty – shifty defensive lineman going inside or outside and you got to pick him up and you can't move there you're you're going to be in trouble so i really like him a lot i think he is probably the highest potential guy on this list um but that just depends on how fast how fast he can improve his lateral movement he had pretty good size too he's definitely gonna yeah. bump inside to guard just because the six three mold maybe they don't have anyone i don't know about consistent. that man he could play tackle if he needed to yeah I, to be fair, Kyle Murphy is 6'3", and he, he played left tackle for us. Kevin Lawrence, who just signed with the um, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, it was probably, what, 6'3", 6'4", and he played right tackle for us. So 6'3". He's 6'3". Yeah, uh, Mr. Cool. I'm taller Kevin than Lawrence. everyone. Uh, <laughs> I hate that you're just like the... <laughs> That's for Kev. You, you He's have not nothing else. You you have nothing else on any uh, anyone else on our team except for the fact Shoe that size. you're tall, taller and had bigger well, feet. I'm tired that with Murph there. <laughs> so by that logic, you should be going to the combine just because you have the same size, <laughs> <laughs> same size feet. Murph's hair was taller than mine for a lot of a lot of college. I'll give him that. Yeah. Same with Dwayne. That was his way to, to look taller. <laughs> okay, I remember. Snappy, this is what you do. I don't. You just I don't, let it grow up. I don't mean to get too off tangent, tangent, but I remember this happens with every FCS, FBS program. There will be two scouts that will come into your your team uh, during winter workouts, and they're going to measure all the upcoming seniors. I remember Zoe Bryant, who had the tallest haircut on our team. Um, I, I don't know how I would describe it, but it was a, it was it was relatively long and and upright in his hair. And I remember the guy that was measuring him stuck it through his his hair and we're all expecting like six foot and they're like five ten 
We were everyone like after that was so worried about what height he was gonna <laughs> draw for us because they're like, Zoe seems tall. And after the <laughs> after the jig was up, he just said, "I'm just gonna cut it off now." <laughs> I, I, I don't know. This last year, he cut it off. Yeah, I, I'm sure that would really really hurt his pride. <laughs> oh man, they know. <laughs> so. Apologies for the tangent, but I thought that was a pretty good anecdote to hit is the his long hair and guys trying to look taller. But our last right, guy Joe, is also, guy. Yeah, he's also a running back, Javanta Leatherwood, Alcorn State, what a great six name. foot 180. Great name, three-star recruit on 24-7 Sports. Needs to take his phone number off his Twitter. I was I was kind of tempted, tempted in saying we should call him during the show and see if he picks up. Uh, but we didn't end up doing that. Offers, though, that he had Ole Miss, uh, Middle Tennessee State, University of Southern Alabama, and also University of Alabama at Birmingham. When I was watching him, he really kind of fits that stereotypical taller running back. He, he runs a little bit upright at times. He looks a bit on the leaner side, could put on a little bit more weight, but I really liked watching him as a runner. He He's not too heavy. He's got quick feet. He makes good cuts out of his break. And I just kept seeing him having these long breakaway runs because he would hit that first hole and then he would make a cut And because he was able to see that second hole. Having that level of vision and that leading to creating opportunities for long runs is an incredible trait. And he very well could contribute right away for Alcorn State if they can get him up to 190, 195 by the end of camp. Yeah, you made a note here, the open rushing lanes, and those open rushing lanes are going to close up a lot when it comes to college. Uh, and when I was watching his tape, I was actually pretty conflicted because sometimes his burst looked elite. It looked like, wow, this is why he has these offers. And then sometimes I'm left wondering where the burst is or where that second gear is. I, he has really good lateral moves. I just needed to see more consistent speed out of him. To be all in, I think he's got good size. Uh, I think 180, 180 is actually, actually a fine weight for him. He may be 190, or 190 is fine. I just can't have him getting slowed down anymore. Not that he's slow, but you know what I'm saying, Joe. It just that might take away from the burst, mm -hmm. just more weight to carry. Uh, I was a little conflicted watching him, but I think he's going to be a good back for Alcorn State. So we have one fan question that we're going to hit on here, and Sean, I need your help deciphering this from our good friend Nick Masseroni, who's I think that we should just turn the 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 uh, fan social media question segment into Nick's corner now because he is consistently the most commenting fan that we have. But his question is, you know what? Maybe, Maybe Masseroni's corner. corner. Okay. Uh, uh, well, we might we might upset Blythe because Blythe is a close second, and he does listen uh, to other shows. It's that we about do. Kwame needs to be stripped. It's almost time. Oh, I don't even know well, if Kwame Qu listens anymore. Kwame, we're going to give you a chance to respond. Hey, yeah, Kwame, it's a, it's a chance. We if you miss respond you. this time, you can hold up. We miss you, Kwame. I'm being serious. We wanna, haven't heard from him. I don't want to give a... Yeah. I, we haven't heard from yeah. him, and trust me, I don't want to have to give a band kid a, 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 a name on this show. <laughs> but so, uh, <laughs> It's so mean. <laughs> we did send him that nice edible arrangement. Uh, That's fine. He's good. He, he's, a, he's a big boy. This question that we have from him is what schools, I don't know if he's saying three and five, three to five, do you think took the next step in recruiting to help their odds of one day reaching the pinnacle of FCS. 
So I'm not entirely sure what that three to five. He's going to end up tweeting a response. I can guarantee it. I don't know what that three yeah. five thing means in terms of the question, but I, I'm going to keep this simple in terms of what team I think had a really good underrated, not even underrated. I, I think it's clear cut. And again, this is not us gassing up our alma mater, but actually it's up my alma mater. I'm still enrolled there is the university of Rhode Island. The fact that they had multiple three-star recruits, they had um, two three-star quarterbacks commit. If I'm correct, a three-star wide receiver and a guy that was previously at one point, a four-star defensive lineman. Uh, even if some, not all these guys contribute, that is a huge haul. And then they also got three three-star transfers from relatively big, all power five, uh, no, except for the UMass, sorry, two power five programs, one from UMass. That's a pretty good haul to get. And again, that's just not me gassing up uh, uh, the, the school that, that we went to. But to go from a 2-10 and 10 program and then to bounce back with a recruitment class, like that is unheard of, right? Have you heard of the 2016 recruiting class and the year before that they had? Yep. Uh, okay. Never mind. Well, from one and eleven <laughs> to the 2020 class to produce three combine invitees. That's true. And possibly four to five NFL players. We didn't have the star rating backing it, but yeah, we probably will have four to five. We did. We were like we, we had the number one um, in the conference. CAA. Yeah. But we, yeah, still, we, wow. we didn't have – we had one three-star kid, and that was Jameer Johnson, who's now at Tennessee. He left. We had two. Quadier was a three-star, uh, three-star yeah. Dope. I don't know, Masteroni. I haven't done enough digging yet. Maybe you can reach out to your real favorite podcast about the recruiting stuff. <laughs> what? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> he knows what it means. Oh, are you talking about get to the point? <laughs> no. No, I'm not talking about get to the okay. point. Okay. Uh, all right, I guess that's all we have for you folks. Be sure to rate and subscribe wherever you're listening to us and follow us on social media. You can follow me at Joe DeLeon, spelled D-E-L-E-O-N-E. You can follow Sean Anderson at Sean Anderson 65 uh, Have fun spelling it any way you want. You'll probably find him some way or another. Also, be sure to follow Believe Podcast, spelled B-L-E-A-V podcasts on twitter and on instagram and also head to their website where you can find our show and a host of amazing other shows with incredible hosts we had one of them on a few weeks back eric davis which was one of the best interviews we've ever had on this show make sure you check out some of the other huge names and former players that are sports law that show did you listen to that one you got that one yeah, that's a good show i just saw I, they just tweeted one out that um there's an officiating show that just came out today oh. a new one but adding another hockey referee. Who's uh, do they have uh, Dean Blandino or something doing that one? No, you put me on the spot. Uh, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> uh, be- I don't know. All I know is that like only one of the guys from the charity stripe followed me back on Instagram. Uh, I did a big follow everyone that went to, to Radio Row, and I got like zero love. I don't oh, even know if Cam Rogers followed me back. It was sad. it was really like wow. I thought we were in this together. <laughs> oh, come um, relax. I guess not. I'll, I'll follow uh, you back eventually. Does, I tell you, I'm telling you, they won't, and they're about to get the unfollow pretty soon. Does, did uh, the charity tri- stripe account follow you back? They follow me. No. Oh. I, I I don't even know if I followed the charity stripe account. Okay. Well. Also, I just followed their personals. Be sure to rate and subscribe wherever you're listening to us. We can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and now Art19. Find us and then any of the other Believe 
podcast. Stay tuned for our next show as we're going to be banging out and giving you, don't know why I said banging out, but we're going to be giving you the next FCS draft spotlight. And we got a good one from a guy that could also be drafted very, very early. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.